Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices electronically, not surgically, so that we can stay employed because our bosses would never allow us to bring you our unfiltered, unvarnished, unobstructed, candid candid views on stocks every week. Uh, When we get together and look for ideas, uh, as we have for years, in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. This week's, right? Well, but when we were doing it in the past, it was that week. The week we're in. And there were a lot more of those than this particular week. Okay. Uh, We want to remind everybody first that this is for entertainment purposes only, even if it's only our own. And we may own all the stocks we're talking about or have other nasty conflicts of interest, so... Uh, beware. Our lawyers um, say we and, have to say you know, that. But um, uh, you always get our best uh, professional judgment uh, with uh, our due diligence limited to what Value Line has yeah, on their ten minutes page of Value Line and, and, and drinking. You know, That's five, our, right. and those are five our inputs. Right. Thank you. Uh, to learn more about us, please. A little candid. <laughs> that was very candid. It was. I feel good. I think it's going to be a very candid show honest. this week. It should be. I mean, we. We haven't slept in a while, and then we. I am so tired. You have enjoy, no idea. Uh, these oh, this market's killing me. It's earnings um, week, and it's just it's hell uh, for people that aren't in the business. This is well. What is it's it? Like it's like walking hell. through a minefield blindfolded. It's terrible. Um, With no it, sleep. To learn more about us, please visit our website www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to be back with um, probably the two most solid ideas on the show to, this week. Uh, wrong. Uh, and one, I'm sure that's and wrong. one kind of high risk uh, flyer that uh, I, I, but I have a, I think a powerful thesis uh, in I a tough economy. Wait. This is a retail issue this week. I mean, it's hard to find all the stores you can confidence. think of. Yeah. Uh, even car dealers and the uh, shoe industry. There's also some utilities. Utilities. Are you do a utility? Well, I uh, wanted to, but I, you know, these retailers are so cheap. I'm going to do a drive-by on a utility. Okay, good. That's uh, my contribution. Uh, okay, so, but I'm going to make you all wait for all that great stuff because first I'm going to turn it over to uh, um, to tonight's host, or should I say co-host, Val Hughes. Thank you, Vern. That was a powerful and moving introduction. Uh, is that a tear from you? What? Is that a tear? Yeah, it is. It I'm, is. I'm touched. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. That was moving. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to add some caveats this week to the traditional caveats, your personal caveats, and I sometimes do this when I know it's necessary. We're in trouble now. And that is that <laughs> I've done a little bit less work this week than I was hoping to. And also, uh, I haven't been sleeping. Is that actually it is possible? Week. Or do you have to be in a parallel Well, there's other stocks I need to know about that weren't in this week's <laughs> issue, but were in my portfolio and have been going down. Although today's a good day. We are, unfortunately, I don't know, maybe Are you finding that knowing more about them is helping we're, your returns? Well, we're doing the show early, so it's Wednesday. So it's even before the issue is even dated, isn't it? Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. So, you know, I'm, yes. uh, I've got some logistic issues. So, uh, but We're today, in a very different time zone. Today was a good day, uh, but it's volatile. And, of course, the market doesn't know what's going to happen to taxes. You've got the economy apparently taking another dip down, in part, in my opinion, because of the uncertainty regarding taxes and the stimulus program and all that. Uh, You've got Europe collapsing right now. Maybe people don't know about that. That's a problem because 
Evidently, a lot of companies here you they know, have a lot of consumers do too. business over there. <laughs> And so uh, we're getting double surprise whammies. Turns on out they're earnings. not any better off than we are. Earnings are coming out, and companies are doing two things, which are both bad. They're missing their earnings estimates, and they're guiding down for future estimates. So it's a little bit like the slope of your hill is taking if they're a, guiding at all. a step down. Well, I always think guidance isn't a great thing. I wouldn't do it if I were a public company. But those that are are guiding down. So it's a bad time in the market. Meantime, interestingly, the government is guaranteeing everything. And while that will bring inflation down the road um, because of, you know, money supply growing faster than uh, our capacity and things like that. But it's not a near-term problem because capacity has fallen a lot. And so, uh, you know, maybe we can get, get that going over the next year or so. This week's issue, I'm, you know, going to wade into three retailers. There was a utility. That's half the issue. Yeah, you know, there was More a utility component. And I'm going to do a drive-by on Pinnacle West it's a utility. They sell what? Electricity. Okay? We need that. That's my research. They've got a 6.1% yield. They do, I'll summarize, the West, <laughs> which is growing. Uh, and they have a nice mixed source of power, 35% nuclear, no, 35% coal, 20%, 22% nuclear, 18% gas. They buy a little bit on the outside. I may have talked about this. I think this is solid. The dividend's well covered. 6% yield, good place to hide during these troubled times. Uh, but I'm going to talk about a couple retailers that were too hmm. cheap to resist. And I've been working with themes, needs not wants. And so I'm going to say these are kind of needs. Most retail stuff we don't need, at least for a while. It's either already in our closet or... You know, we can make do, other than food, of course. So, you know, we did that last week, I think, big issue on food. This week, Or a helmet. You probably don't have more than one of those. A helmet? Mm -hmm. uh, I need one this week, as I'm sure you do. But, no, the first one up this week, I'm going to do a compare and contrast, which I sometimes do. Uh, Decker Outdoor versus Skechers USA, pages 2151 and 2157. On first glance. My money's on Skechers. Okay. Calm down, cowboy. Let me get into this. Okay. Uh, on first glance, they're both at single-digit PEs, which when I got in the business were already getting out of, you know, vogue. What and, makes uh, you think they have any ease? Well, of course, that's the issue. But here's what you have with shoes that you don't have with maybe apparel in general, particularly tops and women's apparel. Is it's There is a fashion element, but there's a replacement cycle. Shoes wear out. So there's a big market just because we're not, unless we're all going to start going barefoot or making our own shoes, uh, Vern, by the way, your family makes shoes, don't you? True. In the hills of Kentucky True. or something like that, Vern. Yeah. Anyway. Several uh, generations of shoes. So makers. I was initially drawn to Decker's because it's eight times earnings, great returns going back, no debt. Um, they don't buy stock back, but great operating margins in the 20s and high returns on capital. And, of course, that's what you should like, right? Eight times earnings, six times gross cash flow. Every enterprise value to EBITDA here is about, uh, you know, Enterprise three. value? What's that, Oh, burn. You know, I don't want to have to explain it. It's... Uh, it's uh, the market cap of equity plus, theoretically, the market cap of the, the debt. Value no of one's debt. looking on that. Well, you should, though, because it's cheaper now. Right. Minus it's not, the cash. It's not at but par. we don't have 
the debt, uh, you know, quoted here for us, so we're not doing it. But I looked at these two. I was initially. So you tend to use the book value of the debt. I do. Yes. For right me. off the balance sheet. Yes, that's okay. what I do. And then yes. do you subtract cash? Yes, I do. Listen, can you I write me a letter sure. about this? I'm I'm running out of time. I'm just trying to help the listener. You're not helping. You're 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 interfering with this idea. I think. I mean, I'm not trying to say anything that a listener wouldn't say if they were here. It's they want to get on with this. Okay, Skechers versus Decker. Now, Skechers has these, uh, I mean, sorry, Decker has these great returns, so you should like that. You look at Skechers, 9% return on capital, 10%, 12%, you know, operating margin of 8%, not 20. And it's at seven times, which is cheaper. Hmm, that makes sense, right? Worse return, cheaper multiple, etc. But aha, ladies and gentlemen, aha. Okay, here's the deal. Deckers, how'd they get that high return? Well, they're Uggs. So they've been selling a bunch of Uggs. Uggs are hot. It's a fashion, you know. Uh, People are paying up a lot for Uggs. And you can see it. The gross margin at Deckers is so high, they're not even printing it here. They're just printing the operating margin, which is 24%. Um, Skechers' operating margin is 8, gross margin of 44. That means Decker's gross margin is probably in the 60s. They probably are bribing Value Line not to print it because it's too high. And that means there's a lot of fashion element. So when I look at all these great numbers at Decker and the 7PE, it's a 7PE on E that's driving a high ROI that's a lot of fashion. When I see this thing, I see a lot of risk of missing and missing the fashion and the growth stopping and cost catching up to that. Whereas at Skechers, their returns are terrible. Their margin is not that good. Uh, 9%. Now, they have no debt or very little debt, which I like, 2% uh-huh. debt to capital. Almost the same valuation. It's five times gross cash flow. It's three times EBITDA on numbers that are crap. So what I'm saying is to the extent that Ooh. fashion is luck, uh, and Skechers has a lot of locations. The only, one of the problems with it is that the shares are owned mostly by the CEO. He completely controls it. But, you know, maybe he's going to have a hit. And when he does, there's a lot more upside to Skechers than there is at Decker's, which to me has a risk of just missing the fashion element of this Uggs. What if Uggs go bad? Guess what? The stock goes bad. Now, Skechers has some brands, but their main deal is to knock off successful uh, name brand shoes, knock them off. There's no law against that. You just copy. What you can't do in the music business, uh, you can do in the shoe business, and they do it. And they put up these really inexpensive shoes, and they drive volume. Decker has these high-priced brands. So uh, at seven times earnings, I'm a buyer, a sketcher. Uh, we got uh, an analyst in the office that's really been pressing on this one, and I think it's finally a buy. Sketcher, page 2157. Okay, I used up a ton of time on that. thought it was interesting. Next up, NBTY, which is the old Nature's Bounty. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Nature's Bounty. It was not before something. It was. Well, I used to actually cover this industry, I mean, a long time ago when there was an industry. Now the industry is mainly NBTY. Boy, I couldn't tell. Yeah. That's amazing. They have bought everyone. They bought uh, uh, Liner Health recently. Uh, they've bought, uh, what, the uh, retail piece for them is Vitamin World, 400 stores. Puritan's Pride, they've got a nutrition warehouse stores. They're a supplier 
to I know Walgreen and a lot of you know name brand stores. They're the private label suppliers, so they've got a dominant market share in vitamins. And if I get back to my needs, not wants. Now I know you scientists out there are going to say, well, vitamins you know aren't needs; they don't do anything, and that may be true. But the people who are buying them don't believe that. It's a little bit like religion. If you believe in your vitamins, you need your vitamins. And the baby boomers, those that are you know vitamin zealots, are going to be buying a lot of vitamins. And they're the primary supplier. They're low-cost producer, big distribution. Uh, they don't do that great on return on capital, 10%. They lever it a little bit, low teens on equity. But that keeps out competition. And with economies of scale, they're driving a lot of volume. They do a 12% margin on $2.5 billion in sales. In this needs-not-wants theory, you can go back 20 years. They do not have a sales decline. Now, about, you know, I'm going to say half of that in the last five years is acquisition-related. But um, still, they're doing it. They're buying at a discount from their own multiple, and that's accretive. The stock's nine times earnings and uh, low cost. The enterprise value to EBITDA, again, the market value of the stock plus the debt, less the cash. What we would have to pay to own and control the business, that's my denominator. And then I've got, uh, what, I've got EBITDA in the numerator. Yes, Vern. What's the problem? We need to take a time out. We can do? You, yeah. Can you stop this? Why is that? No, I think everything's okay here. All right. Well, anyway, let me, about the let, clock. Yeah, of course. So, anyway. uh, so let's see. So the returns aren't great, but uh, on the other hand, they're the biggest, so that's going to be fine. Value Line says they're going to grow the next five years at 8 9%. I, I don't disagree with that. This thing is five times EBITDA. What that means is if we bought the whole company and we paid – Five times the cash flow, that means we're going to earn 20% on that cash flow. This is in a world where treasuries are going to give you 3.5% and almost anything else you're not certain of. Uh, are the bonds going to pay you back? There's a lot of buzz about distressed bonds. Who knows? Here's a company. They make vitamins, for God's sakes. It's 20% cash on cash. I'm a buyer, NBTY. That's kind of a drive-by. I'm almost out of time, but I do want to get to one more. It's a contrast and compare, I've got 30 seconds, between <laughs> the TJX and Nordstrom. Uh, they're both about 10 and a half times earnings. Nordstrom, you know, high-end department store, last of a breed of great service. They've got a 38% gross margin down from 40 last year. And then you've got TGX, which delivers cheap product that they have to take on from retailers that can't sell it, and they buy it at a discount. They own both Marshalls and TJX, so they have kind of a monopoly oligopoly in this area. They get great price when they buy stuff that doesn't sell, and they're putting up returns on capital in the 20s and 30s, whereas Nordstrom just mid-teens. So, again, if you look into this a little bit, both the same price, both great retailers. Well, you know who's going to do better in a tough economy. Well, we know that, but even on a long-term basis, uh, department stores losing share to discount stores, TJX buying great brands at great prices because manufacturers shoot for hits and they miss a lot, uh, and they're selling at uh, five times EBITDA. Again, that's a 20% cash on cash. Uh, great returns going way back. They do a little bit of debt. They're putting up 45% returns on equity, and uh, Value Line says they're going to grow 15% over the next few years. Um, again, recent results hurt, some write-downs, etc. cetera, uh, but these guys are given great product, great pricing, and we're a time of that sort of environment where price matters. So I'm going to go with TJX, and again, sorry it was so short, but uh, 
you know, what can I tell you? That's what I'm doing this week. Spent a lot of time on the. I didn't have as much time. Well, I did do that, and I think that's very interesting. So maybe people can rewind to that. But with a lot of ado this (laughs) week, I would just keep going right here because a lot of ado. I've got some good ideas here to talk about. Value. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Uh, I'm leading off with a, a stock I've talked about before, and a stock that has been doing pretty good for the last year. Um, pretty well. After a well, okay, well then. Well. After a five-year slide Educated in relative show. performance uh, from a peak in looks like early 2003, Bed Bath and Beyond symbol BBBY, uh, best in breed. Okay, last in breed, right? Uh, right, uh, and not really a buggy whip business. They're not going to uh, disappear. Uh, overnight. I, I mean, they, you they need sell. A towel. Yeah, you yeah. need these things. Yeah, they wear out. Uh, wants, not needs. Half of sales, half of sales domestics, half home furnishings. You mean needs? Needs no. and wants. And the wants that they sell are relatively inexpensive. I mean, I, I think this Fancy is a, in, a, in a value oriented economy. Bed, Bath, and Beyond is going to stand out as a uh, preferred alternative to the besieged consumer. The other thing I like here, and this has been a consistent theme in recent weeks, no debt, none. And $237 million of cash at the end of November. So going into the big selling season, they would have invested in inventory uh, during the quarter that they had a quarter billion of cash on their balance sheet. Probably more today, I would assume. Maybe they had a tough Christmas. Well, everybody did. And their numbers have been depressed in the last year by the liquidation of linens and things, which tried to compete with them unsuccessfully, didn't have the, uh, really never had the assortment uh, that Bed Bath & Beyond. Have you been in a Bed Bath & Beyond? Surely you have. They have the most. They, they yeah. cram more stuff into that. Well, store. their numbers are great. Asset they turnover, pile it returns. To the ceiling. They're just they're great operators. Uh, their return on capital t- has taken a big hit, consistently in the low twenties for a decade leading into two thousand and eight. Linens and things goes through this. Uh, the returns depressed below fifteen well, percent. Operating margins go from the mid teens to under twelve. Target, my friend. What about Target? They opened a bed. They did the same thing they did to Pier One. They opened a Pier One department, and Pier One's returns vanished. They opened a Bed Bath and Beyond department, and Bed Bath and Beyond's returns vanished. It's just what exactly? What business was Target not in that they're in today? Well, they upscaled their their Bed Bath. Oh, and a Beyond little more department. competition. Oh, well, they've well, got some them. designers. They've Looks got like they drove linens and product. things out of the business. That, that's they, what I think happened. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Anyway, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, tough numbers just recently, but bound to bounce back. Uh, the stock is what? 11 times uh, their earnings estimate, which is for, uh, let's see, they had about a 20% decline. I'm sorry, a 25% decline in 2008. They're looking for flat in 09. That might be a bit optimistic. Uh, 11 times earnings. I'm looking at 11 or 12 times cash flow. Uh, an enterprise value to EBITDA multiple under eight with no debt. I like that. Apparently, they're uh, developing a couple of um, growth concepts, something called Bye Bye Baby, which I hmm. can only assume is infant products. Or uh, I'm smiling. And uh, something called the Christmas Tree Shop. I don't know how many of those. Oh, they have 41 of those, I guess. 
maybe at the end of uh, no, they have forty eight now, uh, which sounds like an interesting idea. Probably Very high a margin little business. Um, I don't know. I seem to in my travels around the country, it seems like every medium sized town has their own Christmas decoration store that's open year round now. It's hmm. really become a legitimate category. Really. Anyway, Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, you know, high quality name. Uh, down about, uh, well, it's half stock price of three or four years ago. Uh, great opportunity in a uh, tough, uh, well tough environment that where you know, they're going to benefit for, uh, from anniversarying the linens and things problems, and uh, people will suddenly think they're smart again and want to own the stock. Uh, next idea, you, know, you want to talk about uh, something that may sound boring or, uh, well, certainly uh, not sexy. Uh, Not Philip, really. I mean, Phillips Van Heusen. No. Okay. Phillips Van Heusen, symbol PVH. If you don't know who they are, if maybe the name sounds familiar and you don't know why, uh, apparel designer and marketer with uh, a wholesale business that's half of the business, retail 40%, and they license the Calvin Klein brand, which apparently brings them about 10% of revenue. Um, they have a bunch of what I would call sort of Lower, you know, it's like lower tier designers that used to be upper tier designers. Yeah, medium tier. Yeah, Calvin Klein, Jeffrey Bean, Izod. I mean, these are very respectable names, right? Yeah, those aren't lower tier. And so, uh, the, uh, you know, as the consumer, the higher end consumer, especially the professional that finds themselves out of work, wants to need some new apparel item, would have previously bought a premium brand. But craves, you know, the ability to to uh, you know have a recognizable name on their product. Well, um, it's not or, that. Or consider that confidence. as a measure of quality. Brand gives the buyer confidence. Yeah, that they're getting something. <coughs> you know, these are the brand, <coughs> these are the kind of brands that are going to benefit. Um, I'm looking at um, 400 million of debt, 200 million of cash, uh, doesn't a billion dollar market cap. So. Doesn't appear over leveraged in any sense of the term. It's trading about book value. It's about 12 times uh, what is the lowest. There's 15 years of history here, ladies and gentlemen, on this page. The lowest cash flow number on the page, uh, the current stock price is only 12 times that number. So, uh, very, very cheap, high quality name. There is, uh, there is uh, a restructuring uh, effort underway here to bolster results. In anticipation of a downturn, this company's been around forever. They know how to manage through this kind of environment. They think a downturn close. is coming. They're right? closing 175 stores over the next couple of years. They're going to end domestic net neckwear production. Well, no one's that would wearing be ties, ties. I guess. Uh, they're going to cut warehouse capacity, take out heads. What stores the, do they the, have? The estimated the estimated stores? savings amount to about 50 cents a share that you'd you'd get over the next couple of years to help. Uh, they have uh, stores. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with them. They, they must sell their apparel are. products, though, right? Um, I've got about uh, what a, a billion two enterprise value. I have about a half a billion of EBITDA expected. I'll tell this you couldn't one thing. be cheaper. I'll tell you one thing with these. There's guys. big, big bad well, news already here's priced what into I want this. To suggest to you, sir. Those brands sell into department stores. Yeah. Department store industry is now Macy's. And they're not doing great because they took this, you know, they bought Federated. It's huge. No, that's absolutely right. And so I think these guys are having a little tougher time negotiating uh, with 
you know, with with Macy's, they're the only game in town. Just like TJX is the only game in town. Well, but for they're going to they're going to end up having to sell their product to Walmart and anybody else who will they're take. They're going to have to sell it in vans at colleges. <laughs> no, I mean that's legitimate. That's yeah. one way to move product, or on eBay, which is efficient. Um, but uh, but I mean, you're still going to want the product. You're going to want somebody who's good at designing product and. And they can make it. Bring it's it to market can. very it's inexpensively cheap, it's cheap, it's and distribute cheap. it on a massive, you know, uh, transcontinental, I agree with you. intercontinental, global scale with uh, rocket ships and magic carpets, right? Uh, I may not have heard you the, well there. <laughs> just yeah. making sure you're yeah. paying attention. Last name, I promise you something kind of risky sleepy, that I think I've got a good thesis here. Uh, is one I think you don't like, tween brands. Former, oh. uh, former limited to help me. <laughs> and what I like here is that Who's my their? my thesis is that when yeah what who's their customer? Vern? Their customer are is girls between oh. seven and fourteen oh, what years a stable old. Stable market. I, that's great. It is great. Yeah. What's their uh, because because their fashion girls cycle that, like girls about, that age like a month need stores to go to so that they have a place to hang out with their friends. So they're always going to want to go, and they're rebranding the entire chain from Limited Two to Justice. Do they sell Justice? Justice. What oh. a great, I mean, wow. brand. You want to have Justice on your side. I'm going to get me some Justice. Right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. I don't want to be limited to. Limited to also? Too limiting. Limited what? Oh, like mom's clothes? I'm not wearing mom's yeah, no, clothes. Hey, I'm with you. All right, so. Uh, well, it's the stock, be a lot of advertising. The, the right? stock is under three dollars. It was almost fifty last year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, earnings value line says it's going to earn twenty five cents. I don't know. I, you know that would make this I don't know twelve uh, or fifteen times. This sounds kind of earnings. breakfast foody to me. Uh, hundred. Uh, there's a seventy five million market cap here. They have a hundred and seventy five million of debt, but they have sixty four million of cash on their balance sheet. And same deal, you know, load up on working capital inventory heading into the holiday should release a lot of cash over the next two quarters. So balance sheet strength should yeah. be improving. Yeah, well, sure. Okay. And, um, you know, this is when people have to, when suburban soccer moms cut back on discretionary expenses, one of the last things they're going to cut back on little girls is clothes. little girls' clothes. Yeah, that's true. And like I say, the you can, you can transfer a lot of retail to... The internet, but little girls don't. They can't go to clubs. You don't they don't hang out in the coffee internet. shops. You don't want that. For no, them. right. You want bad, them to have a. They stuff. can go hang out at Justice. 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 Um, yeah. You know, profitability's been cut in half by the recession. Uh, return on capital had been in the teens. It's in the single digits here. Yeah. Value line mentions uh, restrictive debt covenants. Huh. So you'd want to do some homework. This yeah. is usually attached to a 10Q or. A you know, look up the, yeah, check the most recent 10Q. Yeah. You can probably find yeah, out whether there's really an issue here or, or not. whether their lease payments the are The enterprise value is under $200 million. Value Line thinks in a distressed state that they can earn $60 million. You, if you have a three multiple here, that's a pretty big discount for maybe having an issue with their financial covenant. So take a look at Tween ask Brands, TWB, high risk, about that but you can't, you know, you got to swing. Hey, home run hitters strike out a lot, okay, so. You know, Are you a home run hitter? I don't know, but I... I just I, go for the singles and I just want, What are you, you know, talking about? Anyway, favorite idea this week for me, very reliable, stick with high quality, no debt, best buy. I bet, I'm sorry. What? Bed, bath, and beyond, BBBY. 
And Val, you? I'm really torn. Uh, okay, well then I guess that'll conclude the show then. No, right? I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna think it through with the <laughs> listener. Okay, one candidate is Skechers. There's a little fashion in there. The other is TJX. I don't know. I've talked about TJX before. I think uh, Skechers. <laughs> I I like Skechers too. 